Welcome. The following presentation from Answers in CME is part of an educational activity titled Reducing Disparities in Anemia of CKD Management. To access the full program and supporting materials, please visit the activity URL in the episode description. This activity is supported by an educational grant from GlaxoSmithKline. I'm Orlando Gutierrez. I'm a nephrologist at the University of Alabama at Birmingham and the director of the Division of Nephrology at UAB. And we're going to discuss how racial disparities may impact outcomes for Black individuals with anemia of chronic kidney disease. First, it's important to discuss how we define anemia of chronic kidney disease. That is defined based upon KDGO criteria as having a hemoglobin concentration less than 13 grams per deciliter in men and less than 12 grams per deciliter in women. The major causes are decrease in the production of erythropoietin, an increase in the secretion of the hormone hepcidin, which is the hormone that is increased due to decreased kidney clearance and inflammation, and that leads to iron being sequestered in macrophages, as well as iron-restricted erythropoiesis. Other major causes include true iron deficiency due to increased blood loss or hepcidin-mediated decrease in intestinal absorption of iron, suppression of erythropoiesis by inflammatory cytokines, and then finally shortened erythrocyte lifespan due to inflammation and uremia. The prevalence of anemia differs by race. In the regards study, black patients were shown to have more than threefold prevalence of anemia relative to white patients. Black individuals had a prevalence of anemia that was 23% and it was higher than white individuals in the study, which was 8%. When this was broken down by sex, it was shown to have similar differences, and these were highly significant differences in anemia prevalence by race. This study shows the prevalence of anemia in patients with non-dialysis-dependent chronic kidney disease. The prevalence of anemia differed by race, irrespective of the stage of chronic kidney disease. Black individuals in stage 3 to 5 had a prevalence of anemia of around 58% as compared to white individuals in which the prevalence was 49%. And those differences remain similar with each increasing stage of kidney disease. There are a number of different consequences of anemia that may be underappreciated if we do not look for them in Black individuals and in white individuals. But particularly for Black individuals, we know in other circumstances that lack of appreciation of disparities can lead to delayed diagnosis, delayed treatment initiation, which ultimately can result in impaired quality of life. And so understanding that Black individuals have a higher risk of having anemia can lead to earlier diagnosis and hopefully earlier intervention in this patient population. In the next session, let's discuss factors that contribute to racial disparities in Black patients with anemia of chronic kidney disease. So the most important factors that contribute to racial disparities in anemia are socioeconomic factors that lead to disparities in healthcare delivery. These include access to healthcare and treatment, differences in quality of care received, patients' attitudes toward and beliefs in treatment decisions, and stressful life events that are associated with socioeconomic status and can impact delivery of care. There are also biologic differences that can contribute to anemia differences by race, and some of those genetic differences include differences in hemoglobin variants. So, for example, hemoglobin S, which is associated with sickle cell disease, and hemoglobin C are more common in populations with African ancestry. And we know that Black individuals with hemoglobin variants have lower hemoglobin than those 
who do not have hemoglobin variants on dialysis. Black individuals hemoglobin variants also require higher doses of erythropoietin to treat anemia as compared to those without variants on dialysis. These genetic risk factors can play an important role in leading to a higher prevalence of anemia in chronic kidney disease in Black patients as compared to non-Black patients. There are also a number of comorbidities that may impact disparities in anemia and chronic kidney disease. We know, for example, that diabetes, obesity, high inflammation, low albumin, hyperphosphatemia, and hypocalcemia are all associated with anemia and chronic kidney disease, and they're also oftentimes more prevalent in individuals of Black race. For example, in the Jackson Heart Study, the prevalence of hypertension in all individuals in the study who were, by definition, individuals of African-American race was around 60%, but in those with CKD, the prevalence of hypertension was 87%, indicating that this is a, an important risk factor that may help explain differences in the incidence and prevalence of anemia in Black patients with chronic kidney disease. In the next section, let's review the approved and emerging treatment options for patients with anemia of chronic kidney disease that supports the need for early diagnosis and optimal management of this patient population. The current standard of care really depends on three different areas. One is the use of recombinant human erythropoietin and its analogs, the use of supplemental iron, and in rare cases, the use of blood transfusions. Each of these options have their own limitations. For example, erythropoietin-stimulating agents can increase hemoglobin, but can cause pulsatile erythropoiesis and can cause transient high demand for iron. Erythropoietin-stimulating agents can also decrease hepcidin, but sometimes can have side effects, including increasing blood pressure. Supplemental iron can be very useful in increasing hemoglobin, and sometimes when used in high doses can overcome hepcidin-induced blockade of iron release or macrophages. Iron can also decrease resistance to erythropoietin, but it also has side effects, including sometimes GI side effects, as well as the need for intravenous infusion in individuals not on dialysis. Finally, blood transfusions can decrease the ability of patients to get kidney transplants should it only be used in extraordinary circumstances. An emerging class of therapy are the HIF prolyl hydroxylase inhibitors, or the HIF-PH1 inhibitors. This new class of therapies increase uptake of iron and increase the endogenous erythropoietin release, which leads to inhibition of the downstream effects of hepcidin, namely better absorption of iron from the gut, as well as better utilization of iron from macrophage stores. There are three HIF-PH1s currently under investigation for treatment of anemia due to chronic kidney disease. Those include deprotostat, bruxatostat, and vidatostat. There are several important impacts of HIF-PH1 inhibitors that can address some racial disparities in anemia. In patients with anemia of CKD who are not undergoing dialysis, we know that oral dabrodustat was non-inferior to subcutaneous dibrocodin alpha with respect to improvement in hemoglobin level and the incidence of major cardiovascular events. Treatment-emergent adverse events were comparable between both treatment arms. In patients with non-dialysis-dependent chronic kidney disease, roxadustat effectively increased hemoglobin as well as reducing the need for blood cell transfusion. The adverse event profile of roxadustat was comparable to that of placebo. And in patients also with non-dialysis dependent chronic kidney disease, vatidustat, as compared with tarbopotin alpha, was found to meet the pre-specified non-inferiority criterion for hematological efficacy, but not the cardiovascular safety. 
These new therapies may provide alternate ways of addressing the higher incidence of anemia of CKD in black individuals and provide access to anemia therapy that might not otherwise be available to certain segments of individuals with anemia of chronic kidney disease. In the next session, let's identify strategies that can help us ensure that black individuals are optimally diagnosed and are receiving evidence-based individualized treatment for anemia of chronic kidney disease. So one of the strategies for equitable care is to be cognizant of ways in which we can implement guideline-recommended screening in practice. Traditional equations for estimated GFR have included a coefficient to account for Black race. This may lead to an underestimation of GFR in Black individuals, and that might lead to disparities and delayed diagnosis, as well as eligibility for listing for kidney transplantation. The National Kidney Foundation and American Society of Nephrology Task Force was convened to recommend how to address this. Clinicians should immediately replace the current GFR reporting equations that include a race coefficient with a new 2021 chronic kidney disease epidemiology collaboration creatinine GFR equation, which does not include a race correction. Other strategies for equitable care, including being cognizant of patient and community-related factors that may impede the ability to get care. These include psychosocial, demographic, environmental, or cultural behavior factors, awareness of risk, and having equal access to education, socioeconomic status, and healthcare policies. Interventions that might address this, including enhancing patient engagement, education, use of patient navigators, as well as providing equal access to education. Similarly, practitioner-related factors include inadequate education, lack of appropriate or timely care, reduce access to research, as well as reduce access therapies. There's also perhaps a reduced understanding of genetic risk and how pharmacogenomic testing may be used to improve care. Interventions include potentially a timely referrals, enhancing the education and compliance of our workforce, encouraging utilization of Medicare-covered education services, and participation in research programs. Individuals of Black race, whether they were men or women, were uh, much more likely to have late referral than white men or women, even when accounting for other factors. It's really important to make a timely nephrology referral and provide education about therapies so that that may help reduce the higher burden of morbidity and mortality, such as anemia, experienced by Black patients and be able to institute therapies earlier. Other considerations, including being aware of the lack of participation and the loss of follow-up of individuals with respect to being in clinical trials. One study showed that individuals who were categorized as Afrocentric in terms of race or ethnicity were more likely to be lost to follow-up than those who were not even controlling for other factors that might explain these differences. This calls for raising public awareness of clinical trials and the importance of staying within clinical trials, addressing barriers to clinical trial accessibility, as well as better communication between investigators and clinical trial participants to increase participation of African-Americans, particularly those living in rural settings. In the next session, let's discuss practical patient-centric communication approaches that can be employed to engage with Black patients with anemia of CKD to optimize treatment decisions. So strategies for patient-centric communication are important for addressing disparities in anemia chronic kidney disease, and this includes engaging patients in treatment decision-making. Treatment misconceptions and inadequate communications are common in delivering care to individuals, particularly those who are African-American. 
and it's incumbent upon the clinician in order to make sure that they are communicating clearly to the patient in terms of what is going on. One of the ways in which this can be enhanced is to use patient navigators or dedicated patient educators. These are often individuals who come from the communities that the patients come from and are able to discuss with them the treatment plan as well as their diagnosis and explain to them in uh, ways that they are better able to understand or relate to than a clinician might be able to. This also provides the patients an opportunity to ask more in-depth questions that can get back to the primary provider and be addressed so that the patient understands all the aspects of the treatment algorithm. Several tools are available for improved communication. For example, the use of electronic health records, e-health or mobile health, as well as telehealth may improve communication and coordinated care between primary care physicians and subspecialists for high-risk African-American chronic kidney disease. There are also opportunities to link with community organizations to utilize these tools so that individuals or patients as they are receiving care have an ability to communicate with their providers, be able to ask questions and understand what each step of the treatment algorithm needs to be. In general, use of emerging tools to enhance communication in underserved populations of African-Americans is critical in order to make a dent in terms of being able to address, reduce, and or eliminate disparities in anemia of chronic kidney disease. Thank you for listening. Please visit the activity URL in the episode description to view all program materials, complete the post-test, and get a certificate.